All right, well, good morning, everyone. I love her, the, you know, the light that shines and, and that starts your day. I got to tell you, I had that this morning. I saw Dave and Karen come in. I thought, all right, there's my light. Dave is back. <laughs> and all he wants goes back and turns the switch off. He says, no, nah, it's not that easy today. He says, you're, you're still on. God, darn. <laughs> that, uh. That kind of ruined my start, but that, that was okay. But I tell you, I get more than one sermon every Sunday that we come here. And many of the sermons I hear are the ones that we do in Sunday school. They're through the songs. And, uh, and it's just a message that just starts you thinking about how blessed we are to have Christ. I know that today is Transformation Sunday, and it talks about Christ's transformation. But I tell you, when we put the Word of God inside of us, it transforms us. It starts that relationship that He wants with us. And He, he puts that out for everyone. And, uh, you know, um, the first song is, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet. And, uh, uh, or that it will be the, one of our songs. And it is. You start in there, and it just says, it lightens your day, for um, for he has prepared so many messages for us. I'm very blessed in in many of the things that I have participated in in the sun, in the Bible studies, and uh, what I've really noticed is it's like when we went to Dave's Bible study here recently, is is we're we're in First Peter. And we've talked about this before that we we take and, and sometimes we get through several verses, sometimes we get through fewer verses, and there's times when we don't get any. So we get ready to start First Peter, and this is what's so important is we can read, we can read that scripture and we can get some head knowledge about that. But God doesn't want that. He wants us to understand it. He wants us to have that word in our heart, um, so it changes us. It's just in our head. It's something that pops in and out. I don't know what's, you know, for me, things get lost up there. But the things we cherish in our heart are always right there, easy to grasp. Well, we get ready to start on First Peter, and I look in my study Bible, and there's nine paragraphs of notes below there for the first two scriptures, so first two uh, verses, and I, I know right then and there that we are not going to get past Probably one. I think we got halfway through one that day, maybe. But you know that we're there's so much more in each one of those words, and that's just one example of the scriptures. Um, then we go to Randy's Bible study here on, that he's leading here on Sunday, and uh, I don't know. All of us have have heard John three sixteen and seventeen, but. Uh, his Bible study was on one verse. And uh, Max Lucado wrote an entire book about that. And there's several things in there that really struck me. Um, and one is the fact that, uh, you know, the John 3.16, God um, so loved the world. He loved all of us that he gave his only begotten son that, that whoever believes us in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's just a cliff note of what's happening. 
He offers that word and he offers that transformation up to all of us. Some of us just don't understand the invitation. As it said, he gave the story of Nicodemus coming there, coming to see Jesus. Nicodemus comes in the night to see Jesus and his disciples, and he knows that Jesus is a man of God because no one can do the things that he's done so far if God was with him. Then Jesus tells him this strange thing that he just can't get through his head, and that is unless you are born again by the water and the Spirit that you cannot enter the kingdom of God. It doesn't matter how much head knowledge you have about what's been in the book until you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you're born again, you're turning that over, um, you're not going to get that. And then he goes on to, to, to um, give a little example about, because Nicodemus doesn't understand at all about this born again. There's no way that I can re-enter the womb and be born again born again and, and uh, redo some things, even though it would be nice to redo some things that were in your past and your life. That's not going to happen. He doesn't understand that. But uh, Max Lucado goes on to, to talk to us a little bit about, the, about that. And he, he talks about a woman giving birth to a child and all the pains that that woman goes through. And, and uh, when she's in labor... The pains is going through there. Finally, the child is born. The child had nothing to do with that labor process. All the mother did all the work, all the work there. And uh, and if we didn't give the child, say, hey, thank you for all your work. You give the child a pacifier, and and and, uh, and uh, then you congratulate for the mother for all the work that she did and through that process. But once that child is born, then that child has to do a little bit of work. It has to breathe on its own. It has to take on nourishment in order for it to survive and go on. It's similar to that when we're born again with Christ. We have a parent that's in heaven, our Lord and Savior. And that God that we have has done all the work. He's our parent. We're born again. We're cleansed by Him. And when you accept Him as our Lord and Savior, all of a sudden we have this rebirth. But now we have to start taking in the nourishment. The nourishment is God's, God's Word, His teachings that He's provided for us. And, uh, and we start to put all of that into our lives so now we can be productive and be examples of of the life that he has put forth for us. And so um, so I have several scriptures I'm, gonna, I'm going to um, go through here today because, um, well, I'm going to hold up my Bible here a little bit. I put smaller notes and note tabs in there than I did the other day when we had Bible study because um, that's what happens is uh, you start reading one scripture and it leads you to another, to another, and to another, and <clears throat> but um, we're going to get through some of those. What I and uh, the other reference I wanted to make before I get started to that is Davis said multiple times that it doesn't always have in a language um, good, better, best. 
You know, it repeats that. It repeats that. And the more it repeats that, the more important that is. And so as you start, as I started looking through the, I could get my glasses here. As I started looking through the scriptures, it continues to repeat and repeat and repeat how important these teachings are. Um, and is, and uh, I'm going to start with even in the old in the Old Testament. The first song we sang was "Ancient Words Ever True." They're very, very much true. Since in Psalm 119. 103 and 105, it says, How sweet your words taste to me. They are sweeter than honey. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I gotta get my, my right spot here. So, an example of that, we've read the scripture, but then I get to my footnotes, which I always have to go to, and it says, God's Word makes us wise, wiser than our enemies and wiser than any teachers who ignore it. True wisdom goes beyond amazing knowledge. It is applying knowledge in a life-changing way. Intellect or experience people are not necessarily intellect or experience people are not necessarily wise. Wisdom comes from allowing God's teachings to guide us. To walk safely in the woods at night, we need a light so we don't trip over the tree roots and, and fall into the holes. In this life, we walk through the dark forest of evil, but the Bible can be our light to show us the way ahead so we don't stumble as we walk. It reveals the entangled roots and the false values and philosophies. Study the Bible so you will be able to clear... <clears throat> So that your way, see your way clear enough to stay on the right path. Also, in in, um, in Psalm one nineteen, verses six and ten, it says, "I will obey your principles." Please, and I love this part. Please don't give up on me. I have tried my best to to, uh, find you. Don't let me wander from your commands. It's a prayer that, God, please don't give up from me. And um, I've got it. That just speaks to me in so many ways. And, uh, And the fact that, you know, we are all sinners. We're all falling short. And, uh, and we, of the kingdom of God, and uh, He's not going to give up on us. We need to stay there. Um, I was reminded also this morning. I was I was thinking as, as as you get into the Word, how precious that is. All of us know how precious it is to have special time. You know, whether it's time that uh, I got to you get to spend with your spouse that. No other distractions. Dave and Karen just got a little vacation, and and I hope they enjoyed that. I have had the time to, that Becky and I were able to get away, or time what you spend with your children that are special moments. And I think I was thinking about that today because um, a year ago, or so we, I was swimming with Maya, um, 
and we were we were out swimming with the turtles in uh, in Hawaii, and she's swimming along, and then she just dives down. She's she's much more confident than I am, and and comes back up, and you know. I cherish that moment in time that I spent with her there. And when you're cherishing that moment, you forget about all the other times where we may not have had such a wonderful experience. That's the only part you remember. Friday, I got an opportunity to go up and and, uh, go skiing with Luke. And, you know, those are special times. And I think that those special times are the special times that God looks at when we're looking and studying his word and we're getting to spend just that brief moment of time with him, it's special. It's building that relationship with him. The relationship that is so important, that's what he's looking forward to those times that we get to spend with him. And I think, ah, we need more of those. Each time you receive that hug, you receive that special moment, he is embracing that. And so <clears throat> one scripture after another continues to, to reinforce the need for his word. And, um, and quite a while back, we were in a Bible study that, uh, where we were in Colossians. And uh, this, other, this portion of Colossians really struck to me as, as our need to get to know him better. Because if we don't know him well, we're not going to be able to share him with others. We can introduce him, but we can't share that special time if we don't fill ourselves with that. But in Colossians in two, Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7, these have really stuck with me. And now, just as you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, you must continue to live in obedience to him. Let your roots grow down deep into him and drop nourishment. From him, so you will grow in faith, strong and vigorous in the truth that you were taught. Let your lives overflow in the thanksgiving for all he has done. And he has done so much in many, many of our lives. Um, another example that was in the Bible study that we were with. With Max Ocado, and that was the fact that, you know, <clears throat> when we get a chance to have a relationship with Christ, and eventually we're going to get to go to the to see Christ, and there's a gate to go to heaven, and it tells us that that gate is a narrow gate. It says there's a wide gate, an easy path to go the wrong direction, but there's a narrow gate go through to our Christ. And it explains, he gives an example of a gentleman or I said a person having his backpack headed up to this gate, a backpack full of all the good things you've done, all the trophies that you've done, all the accomplishments you have, and you're says, all right, I'm going up to heaven. I'm going to show him all these things. And you get to the gate. He's just on the other side. And you don't fit through. You can't fit through with that backpack. He's not interested in any of that. Christ is only interested in the relationship that you've built with him, the time you've spent with him. And I thought, you know, that's kind of cool. And then uh, we were also, Dave was there and helped to expound on that. He says, you know, that, 
my neighbor's got a backpack too. My neighbor's backpack is full of things that he probably shouldn't have done. A lot of things that he was on the wrong path that. And uh, the cool thing about that is he doesn't fit through the, the gate either with his backpack, but he has the same opportunity we have. If you leave that behind, Christ wants you to leave that behind and come through and enter that relationship with him. We don't get a chance or a choice. We can't say, hey, <laughs> Jesus, look over here. My neighbor left his backpack behind. You want to see what's in there? He doesn't care about that. Because if we do that, then he's going to open up our backpack, and he's going to look in there and he says, hey, under these trophies, I see a bunch of other stuff here in this other apartment that wasn't quite so good. How about we just forget about those? How about you just come? Study with me, be one of my children, and I want to re relive all the precious times that we have together. And uh, so, so go through there. I, I have just one after one after another scriptures that, that talks about Christ's word and how important it is to us. And uh, I'm going to read through a couple more of those so we, we get, uh, get the a little bit of this. It says, Isaiah 40, this is also uh, ancient words. Isaiah 48, it says, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. The word of our God stands forever. These teachings in here were not meant to just be for this, that particular time they are written, they are for all of time. And in Jude, it also, in Jude 1, verse, verse um, 3, it says, The truth of the good news, God gave you this unchanging truth once and for all time. We are to be His holy people. It says he gave this word once and for all time. He doesn't say, hey, we're going to read this, and uh, it doesn't pertain to now. It pertains to us now and forever. Judd wants that relationship for, for us. And even right before, as he went up to pray, before he was going to be crucified, he prayed for his disciples. And he's telling his father, he says, now I'm coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world so they would be filled with my joy. I have given them your word, and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of this world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them, so they can be made holy by your truth. Just as he sent the disciples into the world, he wants us to be filled with his word. He wants us to also 
go out and preach this good news to our friends. And the only way we can do that is, uh, is to, is to um, fill ourselves with the Word and fill ourselves with understanding and have it in our hearts so it's easily there to share. Because if you just have it in your head knowledge and you quote out a scripture and they ask you a question about it, explain that, you're going to say, well, I don't know. I don't know. You have it in your heart. They can see that change in you. And uh, God has that invitation for each and every one of us to share these lessons of life that he has. And he wants has an invitation for each one of us to share that special moments with him every time we're in the Word. Every time we're in the Word, he's getting a chance to say, oh, man, this is cool. Leave your backpacks behind, surrender them to Christ, and do what he's calling us to do. Have that relationship with him. Amen. I think we have another song. I'll do a prayer while you're getting ready. I don't think i got to play, play this song. Heavenly Father, I thank you for being here in this church. I thank you for my family of faith. Each and every one of them. Not only precious to me, but precious to you, Lord. Be with us each and every one this week. And let us go out and shine your word on this world around us. And we just ask you to bless what's, what we've learned. Bless our relationship with you. And let us enjoy those special times in prayer and in thought. Amen.